Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 63. Today's podcast is titled, Somebody's Watching Me. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life you were called to lead. And with me, of course, is my beautiful wife, Sandy. Hello. Hey, there she is. Yeah, I know a lot of people just tune in to hear your voice. (laughs) I don't but think that's true. I don't know. I think so. I think you've got some raving fans. So I want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you raving fans. And uh, once again, I'm just blown away at the positive comments that we keep getting uh, from different practice members, friends, text messages, emails. Um, it really means a lot to us. And uh, a shout out to Dr. Chris Brown in Southwest Virginia, who's mm-hmm. listening to the podcast, a regular listener. Uh, he actually gave us some great ideas. I think we're going to incorporate uh, something he sent us into next week's podcast. So shout out to Dr. Brown. <clears throat> and um, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're enjoying the content, be sure to hit the subscribe button, like, follow, share, all that stuff that you do uh, in this type of format. So and I uh, think that made me yeah, uh, come up ahead. with an idea that if you have a topic that you would like us to possibly cover on a podcast, shoot us that idea. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you have a topic you want us to dig deeper on, uh, or you, maybe you heard something that was inspiring to you, mm-hmm. and you want to hear what we have to think, you know, have to say about it, we'll give a listen and uh, we'll check it out and uh, we'll give it some play. So anyway, on with the show, mm-hmm. as we say in show business. This is podcast. Is podcasting show business? No. I don't know. I don't think it is really. Anyway, um, so today's episode titled "Somebody's Watching Me." The backstory is uh, last week and a half. Two weeks, um, well, actually, much longer than that. For quite a while, I've been looking to hire an associate doctor, and um, last week I, you know, got the agreement and the go ahead, and uh, we hired an associate doctor, and he started Monday, mm-hmm. and so all day on Monday, uh, I had a new set of eyes in the office watching every move that I made, and asking me a lot of questions about the way we operate and the way we care for people. Um, and it was, it was a, an intense time and it made me realize that it actually made me way more on point than I usually am. I mean, I think I'm on point, but when somebody is listening to every word that you say and watching every move that you make, mm-hmm. um, you are definitely on point. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I looked at this as like, wow, you know, this is a bit intense, but it's also an excellent opportunity for me to be better mm-hmm. at everything that I do. So I'm actually super excited about it. Uh, Dr. Tim Jennings, great guy. Uh, we're super glad that he's part of our team and uh, he's going to help a lot of people. So excited, excited, excited to have him on board. So um, point number one is who holds you accountable besides yourself? So... Who do you who do you have in your life, Sandy, that's holding you accountable? I think it's it's obviously those closest to you that see you regularly, your family, your spouse, possibly kids that 
um, hold you accountable on things and close friends. Um, I was just working out with a friend this morning and um, I said to her, I need to do this one again this week. Can you please text me if you, if I don't tell you that I've completed it? And um, so it's it's good to have accountability in, in areas of life. And there's also opportunities to hire that accountability person, whether it be a personal trainer or a business coach. You know, you're actually um, hiring their services to um, direct your steps and make sure you're completing them. Yeah, for sure. And and I th- one of the people or the groups that you mentioned were your children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes me think of the title, Somebody's Watching yeah. Me. And my goodness, <laughs> you know, when you first have a child and they can start to talk and then some of the things that they say, you're like, where did they get that? Well, guess who they've been watching? Mm-hmm. Those were my words that they just repeated. Yeah. So it, it made us very quickly uh, be very aware of what comes out of our mouth around our kids. <laughs> so, well, and so, now that you bring that up, everything. Like I remember that we were watching a TV show and realized all of a sudden Nate's our oldest was you know watching kind of while he was playing. And we're like, yeah this probably isn't the greatest show anymore to have on, you know? No, not at all. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Okay. Point number two, teaching is the greatest form of learning. So there's all different types of learning, right? Mm -hmm. You can demonstrate something. You can, um, you know, regurgitate some information. You can repeat it back to somebody. Uh, you can take a, t- a multiple choice test and circle an answer and maybe even guess because it reminds you of possibly the answer of what you learned. But real learning is when when you can actually teach somebody else something. Mm-hmm. So can you think of an example of that, Sandy? Yeah. We were, <laughs> he laughs at me when I'm trying to do graces in seventh grade this year and we're doing a physical science and it incorporates um, chemistry on a entry level, but still um, challenging my knowledge of chemistry that I recall. And so typically a lot of homeschool is just open and go. You just open the book and teach for the day. But I am needing to do some prep work and pulling up different teaching videos to teach myself so then I therefore can teach her. So Right. But you're learning chemistry Mm -hmm. probably better than you ever learned it in the first place. Yeah. Because you know, unfortunately, in our educational system, the, the the learning that takes place is to pass a test. Mm-hmm. And once you pass the test, oftentimes you just dump that information because you're not using it again, and you're not you're not a teacher. You're not reteaching the information. But when you t- when you can truly teach something in depth, you you're developing mastery of learning mm-hmm. right there. So, well, and I was thinking of that too because Grace just wants to get it done, and she's almost like, I'm like, can you t- can you tell explain that back to me? I'll often say to her. It doesn't matter. I just want to get it done, and I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not what we're, you know, what a waste of our time if we're just doing it to get it done. What's the point, right? But the I mean, point is to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the point for her is to get outside, right. and that's why I didn't learn it the first time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's also an, an age-appropriate mm-hmm. thing, right? The wisdom yeah. comes with time too. Okay, so um, that brings us to point number three, and this was, you know. This is a very good point because in a in a teaching moment, um, I, I've I listened to uh, somebody tell me something that they thought was exactly their way it's supposed to be, but it's not. It didn't sound good. It didn't come out right, and it was obviously something that they've never really done. They've never really said it themselves before. So okay. it, it was not to know and not to do is to not know is kind of the quote here, but. Um, 
It really is thinking that you know know how to do something, yet your actions don't really show it. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't just apply to teaching, but it applies to many, many areas of our life. If we know about something, but we don't actually take any action, then we really don't know. It's really not something that we know that that intimately. So, mm-hmm. Sandy, you change this from to know and not do is a waste. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, what a waste of opportunity, a waste of time. If Why acquire the knowledge if you're not going to apply it and use it? Um, and our pastor spoke on a point this Sunday. He was talking about faith. But he said, you know, you can accumulate all this knowledge but until you act on it, that's true faith, is the action part and the doing part. Um, and I, that sat with me a bit, you know, like, what good is it? So many lives that you could be impacting um, if you acted on it. Right. Well, it made me think when he said that you can, have, you can know the Bible backwards and forwards, you can listen to all these podcasts and sermons, and you can have a whole warehouse of knowledge and information all stored in files on a shelf somewhere— but if you don't ever actually do anything with it, if you don't let put it into action, if you don't, you know, push it forward and, and get it out there, mm-hmm. then what good is it? It's it's a waste. Right. It's really a waste because it dies with you. It mm-hmm. dies on the shelf, right? So I just thought that was extremely poignant to this very topic is that you know very often we think we know something just because we've read it and we have had knowledge. But if you don't have physical experience with it, if you haven't actually put it into play, mm-hmm. then you really don't intimately know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like own it. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> that brings us to point number four. And we're talking all about this action. Well, how much action? Like that's point number four is how much work does it take? Mm. How much work <laughs> does it take? And would you say that we overestimate how much work it's going to take or do we underestimate the work? Under for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a great idea to do something. You want to build a house and you're like, yeah, we're going to build a house. I, yeah. I remember when we first moved into our first house, Sandy said, hey, I think we should go take some of those field stones and build a rock wall today. Just on a random Saturday. On a Saturday. And I said, okay, well, why don't you go ahead and do that? I'm going to I'm gonna take a shower. I think and get, you said get breakfast. started. Yeah. I said, go get started. And uh, so I, I went down there and she had about four, about an hour or two later, she had about four rocks in the back of the pickup truck. And she said, these rocks are heavy. This is a lot of work. It took me a month to do the rock wall project. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, this is funny. This is totally off script. But my vision was like this little bitty rock wall around the mailbox, you know, maybe <laughs> five feet. But Pete's vision was much bigger and it went the full length of our property line. Oh, so Yeah. Well, that's what I thought you meant by a rock wall, oh. not a little rock garden. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it, it also makes me think of in uh, in survival school. If you if you were to have to spend a night in the wilderness, like say you get lost and you're going to be cold, you know the temperatures going down, and you and you have the ability to start a fire, and you you're thinking, how much wood will I need to keep me warm all night? And the rule of thumb is, go out and gather as much wood as you think you need for the night. And then go out and get four times more mm. because that amount that you think you're going to need will probably burn up in about an hour to an hour and a half because we, we grossly underestimate how much that we, the work is really required. Mm-hmm. 
because you just have no idea what it's like because you've never experienced it. So in life, the work is the work, and it brings us to point number five, and that is just be decisive. You have to decide to go ahead and do it. The more you put it off, the longer it's going to take to get the work done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Be decisive and take action. Um, it's the podcast is kind of like that. Like we're this, somebody's watching us. You guys are watching us and we know that every week people are going to be looking for this to drop in their email and to get the reminders that the podcast is there because you're going to watch it. And, uh, so we know we have to get the work done. We have to be decisive. We have to take action and we have to make it, you know, complete the project Mm -hmm. and it is some work and, um, yeah, you just do the work. Do the work, no matter how big it, the project is. I know. I remember uh, I was listening to a guy talk about how you know when he did a big project, what he thought was a big project, took him a whole day. He would tell everybody it took him a whole day to do this project, and then he started uh, looking at, wow, I really didn't do that much. And then another project took him. You know, he started measuring it in hundreds of hours. So it took me, you know, twelve hundred hours to do this project, and that's when it took me fourteen hundred hours to do this project. And then he wrote a book. It took him an entire year to do. So every day he worked on it for an entire year. So, you know, it, it just realized that to complete something, it is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But the only way it'll ever get done is to do the work. And the only way that ever happens is to take, be decisive and yeah. take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to the podcast? No. Nope. Great. All right. Mm-hmm. I guess we finished it. All right. So. That's all we have for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. Tune in each and every week so that you can stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away all of your limitations. And we will see you back next week. I think we will. Come on, music. There's the music. The music button stuck. Sorry. Because <laughs> I know some of you love the music. <laughs>